Welcome to episode 43 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Today, we are coming to you from Choctaw Casinos and Resorts in Durant, Oklahoma during the Durant Pro Rodeo. They have provided us an amazing location to record these podcasts, and we couldn't be more grateful for their involvement. A world-class resort with 1,700 rooms, 7,400 slots, 100 table games, a new resort pool spanning three acres, and a huge entertainment venue that showcases some of the best musicians in the world. Choctaw is the place to be. Before we get started, we appreciate the hospitality of Choctaw, but would be remiss to not mention our presenting sponsor for this year, the Lane Frost brand. We appreciate everything Stetson and the Frost family has done for us here at Tough Draw in all of our ventures, including this podcast. Be sure and visit lanefrost.com for some amazing hats, shirts, and everything Lane Frost. Make sure and use our discount code TDT15 to save on your next order. Tilden Hooper is a nine-time NFR qualifier that has a new set of two-month-old twins to keep up with, along with a two-year-old, but loves every bit of his family time. He has the best hair in rodeo and calls Granbury, Texas home. <laughs> Tilden, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's great to be here, kind of out of the house for the weekend and, and playing like a rodeo cowboy. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, getting to play play Rodeo Cowboy. We'll kind of dive into that in a minute. But we we always like to start off with some icebreakers just to kind of get get our loose our lips loosened up a little bit and get to talking here. But so we're here at Choctaw, right? So we we put a little spin on these questions. But you walk up to the bar at Choctaw. What's your drink order? I'm gonna probably go with a crown and water. Like I <laughs> uh, I keep it pretty simple. I, I don't get too fancy. I uh, I will say down at the Salt and Stone, or I, th- I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. a really good espresso martini. There you go. Fancy. Heck yeah, heck yeah. If you're feeling fancy, uh, all right. Pre-ride rituals, or do you have any superstitions? Uh, no superstitions. You know, I like to keep my pre-ride ritual the same. You know, I'm gonna get there hour and a half ahead of time, hour ahead of time. Gonna get get a good stretch in. I go through the same routine. I, I think it's really important to kind of build into my ride to go through the same routine it just kind of helps me switch from traveling mode to to, to riding mode right and i'm yeah. gonna be pretty loose and cool kind of bsing with everybody behind the shoots and uh just just slowly warming up and getting ready to go do it yeah especially with your event being one of the first ones up yeah. usually so uh, obviously every rodeo kind of changes that up some now but yeah it's but, weird though like whenever i go somewhere and we're not first right when they start <laughs> yeah. with the first section of bull riding it always it throws your timing off <laughs> yeah. you hear the national anthem and you're like i should be riding right now <laughs> this, these, these other guys are doing it yeah so all right so they choctaw just renovated some of their movie theaters they've got a beautiful couple beautiful movie theaters down there with the recliners and all that if you have to pick one movie to put up on a big screen what would it be man that's that's a tough one i uh really like funny movies um you know it, it you know i don't know like i, I love talladega nights it's one that really <laughs> sticks out in my say, mind yeah. I, I think it's super funny uh, see that amazing racing action up on the screen. yeah absolutely <laughs> you know uh it's been a while since i've been to the movies i guess <laughs> yeah yeah with all the little ones running around yeah. i'm sure man top gun never mind top gun maverick go. I, that was Dude, the last that... movie i saw in theaters and oh my gosh i went on a on a date with tim o'connell and reno last summer and it was amazing we that's cool IMAX and it was like it was cool that is cool yeah, yeah when i went so that's actually the 
the first movie in a very long time that I saw more than once in the theater. Yeah. Just because it was like, it was, it was that cool. good. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. My wife watched it on like Paramount Plus or something the other day, and I was like, man, I hate that you had to watch it here. It's yeah. really good in theater. Yeah. Maybe they have it playing down there at the at the movie theater here. <laughs> For sure. So, all right. So, I love asking this question because it always kind of just sets us off on our way. But what's the best compliment you've ever received? You know, I have – it's not so much a, a verbal compliment, but, man, when you uh, when you ride one and, like, really get after a bad one, you know, and you, like, it's touch and go every time whether you're going to hit the ground and you, you get through something like that. And, like, you you, you kind of – like, I, I, I feed off the crowd reaction, right? But, yeah. like, when you look back there and you see the guys that you compete against clapping and screaming and yelling, like – you really know you did something. I always, I always take that as a pretty big compliment. Heck yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you jumping in with the, with those questions with me, but we'll kind of dive off into some more stuff. So, all right. So you call Granberry, Texas home. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to Granberry though. Man, uh, how I got to Granberry. Uh, you know, I grew up in East Texas, uh, Carthage, Texas. It's, uh, for a little town, Big time uh, high school football, high school baseball, yep. sports are real big there. A really big rodeo presence there for such a small town. Uh, Terry Williams is a five-time PBR stock contractor of the year. He's from there. Norman Curry, one of the only guys to ride all 10 bulls at the NFR is from right there. Clayton Williams made the made the NFR, made the PBR finals, won lots of major bull ridings, you know, uh, and, and a lot of guys you, you may have not ever heard of yet. And so um, – you know, I, I didn't grow up around it. I, I, you know, growing up in a small town like that, you go to the Cattleman's Rodeo ever, ever, ever spring. And, uh, you know, you know what it is and you've been around horses, but I, I'd probably ridden four or five horses, just, you know, saddle horses before I got on a bucking horse. And it was yeah. just like, I, uh, I got, the PBR was getting real pro- popular on TV. I was reading these Western books and just <laughs> made some friend, friends with Clayton Williams. Another friend of mine, Spence Barney, rope calves real well. And uh, I just fell in love with everything of wanting to be a cowboy, right? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely, man. I, I'll be honest, I wanted to ride bulls. And uh, just somehow I talked to my mom into letting me ride bareback horses instead, thinking I would eventually start riding bulls. And then, yeah. then I did, and I, I just didn't love it as much as bareback riding. Like, it just it got a hold of me. And I uh, – I never like I played all the sports growing up and just never, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing the game, seeing my friends, but I didn't didn't put the work into those things that you have to to be great at something. And it wasn't until bareback riding that something got a hold of me and like I really felt that passion towards something, started putting the work in, and uh, you know, that took me to pro rodeo at 18. I started you know competing full time. Uh, you know, spent my whole senior year. I was 18 that at my senior year in high school. Spent that whole year rodeoing on my permit and going just any rodeos I could around home and just yeah. doing what I could. And uh, so there were plenty over in that direction, right? Sure. And, yeah. and then you know, and I branched out into Oklahoma, Arkansas, went up into Iowa. But you know, just was really trying to trying to learn to ride good and get my get myself out there and just get just experience it. You know, and it was a it was a blast. And then uh, my rookie year was was the following year in 2007 and uh i made it i i took off rodeo and i i i don't think anyone that knew me really thought that i had much of a chance to do what <laughs> what i went and did you know yeah. as far as winning rookie of the year and you know got close to making the national finals and and thank god i didn't really honestly i probably wasn't ready to go out there and, yeah, <laughs> and go real. for 10 yeah. rounds but uh 
you know, that around that time I started hanging around Stephenville area, just like kind of young cowboys too. And, yeah. and, uh, that, that got me kind of living out around there. And then I've slowly made my way to Granbury. I guess I went, lived in Weatherford for a few years, lived in Fort Worth for a few years. And my wife and I lived in Fort Worth for the last four or five years. And we, uh, we moved to Granbury about the same time last year and man, That's we awesome. love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool dude. little town. So, so you're, you're in a really unique position here because you're, you're the first bareback rider I've ever had on. Man, it's you're going to have a hard time talking this. <laughs> you're, the, you're actually the first bronc rider, period, bareback or saddle bronc or anything. So let's talk through that. My audience, I feel like, is predominantly probably a bull riding audience. But, you know, we are, we are all about Western culture and we are about rodeo and we're fans of everything. But, you know... What what are some of the that you you talked about that PBR was big and you wanted you thought you wanted to be a bull rider and stuff? What it, it kind of walk us through? Bareback is one of those things I've always enjoyed watching it. You know, Deb Greeno and all those guys. Yeah. I used to watch him when I was a kid. And but it's like when you look at that, what everyone thinks it's chaos, right? But like, talk us through a bareback ride. What is it? You know, what is some of the equipment you use? Just kind of give us the 101 on what bareback riding is. So, um, you know, bareback riding is going to be similar to the bull riding in the fact that you're riding for eight seconds. You're being scored. The the animals being scored. They combine your your score. You know, from zero to a hundred, whatever. A, uh, a a good ride in the bareback riding is going to be a 84 85 point ride a great ride is going to be your 88 89s 90s low 90s you know uh yeah. i think the i think the highest marked rides a 94 five something like the 94 and a half or 95 yeah. i don't know uh anyway uh the equipment's different though right so in a bull a bull rope you take take your wrap around your hand and uh it hangs on to you pretty tight but uh for the most part, unless you come off away from your hand and it just gets twisted in there, a lot of times it's it's going to be a lot easier to get out. And like these bullfighters are going to run in there, they can pull your tail, and and, and your hand's going to come out. And a bareback rig, and the way we wedge it in there, like when you come off away from your hand, it's a uh, pretty much stop the horse or get stomped off, drug off. Like it's a little more of a commitment you take, I guess, before <laughs> you leave the shoot. And uh, you know, just from the difference of you know having a pretty you know, doing like I rode bulls in my senior year in high school, a little bit in college. And I mean, I might've been on 50 bulls, right. And, yeah. uh, never on anything super ranked, but you know, to me, when I started riding bulls, I'd been riding bareback horses for a few years and I, I, I was struggling with it. Like it didn't come very easy to me. Like I just, I wasn't comfortable being on a horse. Like I hadn't been on, you know, I just didn't have any experience with it. And, yeah. uh, it, so it was, it was pretty like, big learning curve i guess and uh and then when i like a, a horse just always it, like it, it feels like it's going so fast even you know like even the really good ones like it's just they're moving away from you a little bit and they're yeah. bigger whereas a bull's always kind of coming back up underneath itself for the most part and uh so the difference to me when i first started riding bulls is it just it felt a lot slower because everything was like coming back up underneath me as far as a horse like especially in high school rodeo at the time like you get on a horse at a high school rodeo you're going to the other end for the most yeah. part you're, yeah. you know you and, uh, for, for the so, run so like there was a period there where the bull riding like was just a little bit easier for me right and i i was just like man this is really something i'm gonna do this you know and then yeah. around that time i started getting a lot better at the bareback riding and just when it got down to it i uh a fun bareback ride and a 
fun bull ride just there was no comparison with them for me like the bull riding was cool or whatever and 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 like i said i didn't do it at the level of you know like these jeff Askew, stetson right these these yeah. guys like i mean not comparing myself to that at all but yeah. like to me the bear like the bull ride and you're along for the ride and it's you're matching moves with with the bull and everything and and the the bear record is just a lot more physical right like yeah. when they jump up your feet fly out you're spurring every jump like it's just it's wild but it's also when you're doing it right and you're in time with that horse it's like it's slow motion almost too like and yeah. i'm sure the bull riders will tell you the same thing about bull riding when you're doing it right it's easy yeah. right but uh yeah. there are moments where it's 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 very chaotic and it's very physical i mean you're just not gonna make very many bear record rides where you don't take some licks yourself and it's just i don't i mean i i, I can't explain the the difference there but it's it's just a it's a more rewarding feeling for me, I guess, when I'd make a good bull or a good bear back ride versus yeah. making a good bull ride. And yeah, no, for sure. That's kind of what got me. And I just, I love horses. Like, I mean, I, I, I grew up around bucking bulls and, and, uh, had probably for a long time seen way more bulls buck than I had horses, but, uh, the horses just, I mean, are so much more intriguing to me. Like they're just so smart and I, and I, and bulls are too, like definitely not, not, you know, throw any shade on that deal, but horses are just, like i just i love horses and they're just so intuitive and just watching bucking horses and the whole process of it is, is something i just love that's cool man thank you for breaking that down for our audience but you know you talked about winning rookie of the year um but then you've also been to the nfr nine times throughout your career and i know you're kind of an elder statesman at this point <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i think that's fair to say no i think it's pretty fair to say <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know you've experienced a lot of success um, talk a little bit about just the progression of your career. You, you know, you alluded to it's probably best you didn't make the NFR when you won Rookie of the Year that year. But like, what did you know? What has the rest of your career and the trajectory of it been like? Man, it, it's uh, it was just like several different chapters, right? Uh, you know, when I when I first came around, I, I had this idea in my mind. I wanted to be, I thought I wanted to be the the greatest bareback rider ever, but I also wanted to be the wildest baddest like doing all the all the probably stuff you're not supposed to be doing and yeah. and you know doing all the partying and hanging out and doing all that and uh and you know for the first few years of my career i'd, I'd say i hit the nail pretty close down the head and I, <laughs> I did a pretty good job of those yeah. things and you know but midway you know then you start to realize the difference between a guy that you know i was i've been so fortunate like just the people God has put in my life and 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 at the timing that it's happened right and so second second year in uh i start traveling with a guy named jesse davis uh at that time he'd made the finals a few times i think he went on to make it you know six seven eight times uh you know a guy i really looked up to he was he, i thought he was really old at the time but he was really just my age now which doesn't <laughs> seem so old but uh and and, and we and, and casey field right and so i got to meet casey's dad who was a five-time world champion and i, I would say when i met louis and some of the guys that louis you know louis called friends that were world champions it it, it changed my perspective on what what being a world champion was like and then you know Casey started having success he was winning world championships and I just like it really opened my eyes to you know what it would take to win a world championship versus what it would take to go into the NFR you know 13th 15th yeah. whatever and uh, not that there's you know not to you know turn your nose up at any of that but I I realized that I kind of wanted something more right and yeah. uh, so I started doing things differently you know as as it goes right like i mean if you're if you're traveling with a guy that's winning you know three four world championships in a row you don't want to 
be the second best guy in that car and so you know like i've really fed off that and we 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 both feed off each other right and so i um in 2011 i i just had like my breakout what i feel like was my breakout season i'd made the finals a couple times but uh just never had had a lot of like i'd won around at the finals like i mean a lot of successful things had happened i'd won a couple major rodeos but i just like I wanted more, right? And yeah. that 2011 season started off, and I, I had a pretty good winter. And from San Antonio till Cheyenne that year, I was winning the world. And it was just like once you, once you experience that and feel that you're capable of yeah. it, it's just like get that taste. the wheels came off. Then like yeah. it was just like I was ready to go. And and but then in that same token, there was still something missing, right? Like I I knew how to work at the riding side of it. I knew how to ride my spur board. I I feel like my mental game was pretty strong at the time you know uh, ahead of my years and uh just the situation was good and things were going great but i'd been nursing some injuries the whole time like i had been nursing a, a, a neck injury that at the time i just kind of figured you know riding bareback horses is supposed to probably hurt your neck a little yeah. bit so but then the i started alone. right yeah, yeah and, and then so i mean i just like i just toughed it out right and in the summer times it would get kind of bad when we'd be getting on a bunch of horses i'd get to where i'd start losing feeling in my free arm and some different things and you know just like i just never said anything about it i just because i knew what the answer was going to be and i didn't yeah. want to hear it right and so i um uh, anyway that i was able to manage it through the seasons and then in 2011 by by cheyenne it was just like i couldn't even pick my arm up it was just whipping around out there like it just was bad and it was hurting all the time and so Dang. went in uh tanny freeman sent me to uh his neck specialist there in, in dallas a, a guy named uh dawson i think is his name and anyway he 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 just was like you know basically sit out for till the nfr you know you've got enough money one to make the nfr, to make the NFR times the what's least, gonna yeah. gonna take care of this and i think he recommended some physical therapy at like this place where your grandma would go and so <laughs> like i did that like i was doing everything i like i you know one thing about me like is at before that moment i didn't have any any idea of what to be doing different and yeah but once i'm told like i'll i'll go all in on it and and so i did everything they told me to do went to the nfr that year and by the third or fourth round is waxed again you know and so uh at that time though i met a guy in the locker room there that was working with the justin sports medicine team at the time his name's sean scott he uh he was a chiropractor and uh just a just a really intelligent guy and and we he just kind of came up to me that week and was like hey i you know i think i could help you out with your problem you know i kind of see what's going on and so we got through the week and then he was like man if you want to come down to my office and you know kind of i, I would i would help you out it, if you yeah. need some help right and so yeah. i i wonder now if he regrets that because i was like <laughs> two weeks later i was at his office and i leave i still haven't left probably <laughs> and uh sean's became one of my very best friends and uh he's helped me so much and uh we started working together and, and my neck was feeling pretty good and then by the end of 2012 it was just to the point where i was i had to have surgery on it and uh like the guy at Fort Worth wanted to fuse two levels, which would have totally ended my career. And so Sean put me on a guy down in Austin. Uh, and uh, anyway, Dr. Stokes, great guy. He's a cool dude. And he's like, man, you're 23, 24 years old. I just don't see why we would fuse two levels and just take you out of competition for sure. So let's fix the one and, uh, you know, take some time off, do things right, do whatever Sean tells you. Hopefully we'll be able to manage it right. And so yeah. – so we we were able to after that i was out for pretty much a full year come back uh 
made the NFR again in 2014, had my best finals ever and uh, at the time, and life was good. And then in 2015, it flared up again yeah. and uh, set out that whole season. And then from then on, like, I just – it was something changed in me even more. Like, I just knew I had to make everything count so much more because I just felt like to get to ride after 2015 was just – such a blessing that i was just like i can't squander this opportunity and so i rocked along there come back made the finals again and uh everything was going pretty good and then uh then i met my wife we got married and she's just been like so instrumental in my this last part of my career like she's just I, mentally she just has me it helps me stay in such a good place and uh cool. she's an athlete herself and she's got a lot of background in in, in physical in physical fitness training stuff like that and so just between her and sean like the last four years five years of my career have been been the best for me and uh it's just been it's been so fun i got i got pretty close you know in 2018 i think i ended up like third or something yeah. and just once you taste that once you realize you're Get capable that of that it, yeah. it changes things for you and uh just so thankful to have had the last five years of my career and and hopefully a few more yeah definitely so so right now you're 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 sitting out this year aren't you yeah i uh after the nfr i came home and just things weren't right when i got in the gym and i truth be known i are told i i uh i felt it kind of coming all last year and by the end of the nfr i was feeling some weakness you know but it's just like i'm 35 years old i kind of you know was just hoping to kind of ignore the check engine light and just get through <laughs> these next couple yeah. of years and ride off into the sunset and then uh and I realized, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do that. And so, so we pulled back, did some MRIs, noticed that the disc was a lot worse than what we thought it was. And uh, time and, and just, you know, rehab is about the only thing that's going to help it. And uh, so I go down to Mexico. I get stem cell treatment and some different stuff. And I'm in the process of doing all that. And everything's working great. Like I've been back in the gym for two months and everything's coming back together the way we kind of hope, hope it would. And, and so yeah. – looking at you know returning into this year beginning of next year and uh, making a run at it healthy next year heck yeah man well we definitely will be rooting for you but you know well that's kind of the injury history and kind of where you've been and stuff and as you as we talked about nine time nfr qual uh, qualifier and you've had some success there reached in that top five several times um what are let's just talk about some of your successes and some things like that i saw you know what's the in your mind to you personally what's your biggest win um it's just funny my wife and i were just kind of having some drinks talking about this stuff last night and uh it, it, for different reasons like my biggest you know biggest win at the biggest rodeo where it's the you know the biggest paycheck is i've won the american twice in in arlington yeah. and uh you know anytime where to me it feels like the biggest win is on a stage like that or the nfr where you get it down to the the top guys the, the top the horses best, and yeah. it's just like you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe right there and so you know to me short of winning the national finals or winning world championship uh a rodeo like the american where it's it's just you know progressively the field goes down and the horses get better and just it's a that's that to me feels like a pretty pretty big win and then uh you know i had a year at the nfr there where i i didn't even I was just having fun riding bucking horses and looked up and had, had was third in the average and and you know I didn't even realize it at the time but a few things go my way and I I win a world championship you know and so that yeah. was that was fun for me uh there's been other 
you know wins that are uh, seem important for for other reasons but yeah, uh, to me anytime you get to go on that stage against the very best guys and the very best best stock that's 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 the ones that that matter the most to me definitely what uh what's your what's your favorite horse to get on if you have one i would say this one right here uh gunfires is 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 my favorite probably gunfire virgil's been really good to me we we didn't get along didn't didn't get the whistle at the nfr last year but but that was one time out of out of six so i uh I've, he's been really good to me and then that that mayor gunfire frontier rodeo company owns her and she's just like a bareback rider's dream like bucks hard enough that she could throw you out of the arena if you mess up but uh <laughs> but just gets in the air and gives you every chance to do what you what you love and that's the horse i've won the american on the two years in a row and just she's been really good to my family i'd have i'd be i'd be kind of sorry if i didn't say that was my favorite one <laughs> that's cool man so you you talked a little bit about growing up in carthage or yeah carthage you grew up around bucking stock like bucking bulls and then pbr and all the legends and so you know the history that's there um one thing that i'm very curious about and i like to talk about is kind of the future of the sports because you know it, it you've even kind of alluded to the evolution of like the way it was versus the way it is now and you know i see like what the pbr is doing with teams and what you know there's even the extreme bronc events now and different things like that <clears throat> where do you see the sport going for bronc riding for barebacks you know i think the i think the pbr as far as a standalone event with the bull riding they they set the bar right like i mean what they're doing and what they've done in the past is 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 so impressive and the the team deal is is so funny like when i heard about it i'm like it's dumb it doesn't make any sense right <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah it's silly it seems cool whatever and then uh last january sometime i was i was on a photo shoot for boot barn with uh with ross coleman and he was at that time he was picking the team he was the uh coach of the missouri coach of, well he was the coach of the globe the world cup oh, the or the world, global yeah, cup global or whatever cup. Yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm the not sure Eagles. what they call it yeah, but yeah. uh and he was he was picking that team and he was just kind of like asking me about some of the rodeo guys that he didn't know and like i just felt like i like once i started thinking about it like that like and just kind of <laughs> saw that process behind the yeah. scenes and then like you know a guy i'm 35 years old and like you said I'm, I'm one of the older guys and to see an avenue for a guy like ross to go on and become a coach and like it, it sparked my interest and so then he started telling me about the team thing and yeah. and then so i i, I started I, I i think it's super cool and then just like last week uh two weeks ago sage kimsey and i were doing a, a little rodeo camp here for for choctaw uh at their the headquarters of their reservation yeah. and it is so beautiful out there but uh anyway sage was i was talking to him he had declared for the draft yep. and got got drafted got by drafted carolina one, yeah. and uh i've i mean it just would be so cool like in my position right now to be be yeah. on a team and and getting a guaranteed paycheck and uh I, I don't know if that's the future i do think it's cool though i think yeah. for uh i think for the horse riding you know the future it's 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 unfolding in front of us right now like these standalone vents these standing along bronc ridings like the one they had in alaska the one that's happening in darby montana right now for the bareback riding fifty thousand added you know bareback yeah. riding it's a uh, it's cool and it's an exciting show like it, it really is and there's just i think it's a market deal right like i think some places they love bucking horses and some places they love bucking bulls and i think you know i feel like watching in my career like i think the sport of and, and i'm a huge rodeo fan i like yeah. it as a whole like that's what caught my attention and i think there's a, 
I think there's a place for that. I don't think that needs to go away. I think that's the premier thing. But uh, I think in certain markets where they, you know, where it works to showcase one event or the other, and the fact that the association is is allowing that now uh, is a big thing. And I think it's it's making a lot of guys, you know, a lot of money, and it's yeah. it's a fun opportunity to go somewhere. And it's like I was saying earlier, like when you go to those standalone events and the bareback, the bareback ridings that we have, like the stock is screened so, so thoroughly that when you get there, you're getting on a good one. You know yeah. what I mean? And these stock contractors have done a really great job in my career too of improving the quality of livestock. Like it's not just the Cowboys. It's not just the rodeos that have continued to get better. Like, you know, when I, in 2007, when I first started, there might've been two horses around like gunfire. And I mean, she's definitely tip of the top, but there's, there's, you know, you go a step down from her and, you know, whatever. There's just so many great horses out there right now. And then yeah. to take it back even farther, you got like, you know, Louis Field, Casey's dad's telling us, he's like, you know, those horses y'all get on every weekend. We might get on one of them a year. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just gotten so much better. And, you know, for the horse riding, it's going to continue to have to get better to get more of them to be able to support those standalone events. But it, but it's happening and it's, it's cool to see. That is cool. So the, so the opportunity is definitely there right like the stock and the numbers and all that i, I think so i uh you know i was i was pretty fortunate to be involved in the in the beginning stages of this event that's going on in darby right now and uh you know the only thing that i think is is just holds the horse riding deal back a little bit on these standalone events is is you know the just the horse the breeding thing and the horses and, and it, it takes longer right when you when you like you can't buck a horse until they're four or five years old yeah. and then a bull you can buck them at right. eight yearlings and yeah. two year old so you yeah. can't see what you got right yeah. and uh the the horse deal is catching up but i mean we could step off the the little balcony of this hotel and throw a rock and probably hit a pretty good bucking bull around here somewhere you know yeah, it's just the, the horses aren't as you know it's just there it's not as deep and it's it's happening and these guys are putting a lot of effort into it and they're doing a great job but to support many more of these standalone bareback ridings you it takes to put on the event in derby it takes like 53 horses right and so yeah. to get 53 even across the board like that guys can win on it's it's kind of tough sometimes and if yeah. you wanted to do that every weekend it'd be really tough because these yeah. guys are also going around putting on rodeos where they have to buck these horses and where they need to buck these horses and so i i think I think it's happening, but I think for there to be more of them, the livestock side of it's going to have to catch up a little bit. Yeah, but you definitely think that that's a possibility. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. Like, it's happening. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, we're watching it happen, and uh, and I think five years from now, it's going to be a pretty common thing. And, and uh, I don't – I mean, as far as the team concept, I think that's so cool because, uh, I mean, I think that's what people are normally – they're used to rooting for a whole team versus yeah. just an individual guy. And, you know, we're most of us are all really good friends. Like I'm looking at this this picture here, and you can see a couple bronc riders screaming on the back of the shoe. Like it'd be cool to be in a competition with a team of guys. Like yeah. I, I like the concept of it, and yeah. I don't know how it fits with rodeo, but it'd be cool to see. Yeah, one of the so we had Justin Felisco on a long time ago, and I I, I always reference that podcast because we talked a lot about the teams because he was covering the PBR for for quite a while. Um, but, you know, one of the things that he told me that was kind of eye-opening and reminded me is like, you know, the common average person is used to being able to just look at the TV and see it's like Texas versus Oklahoma and an overall number versus an overall number and you know who's winning. Right. You know? And so, and a lot of people, you know, 
with bull rides, you know, you can watch them. And, and uh, some people know, like, hey, they can watch a ride and say that's an 86 or that's a 90. And then with the – I feel like with the horse horse stuff, uh, people are probably not near as privy to be able to point out, hey, that's a – It just hasn't been on TV as exactly, much as the bull ride. Exactly. Right? And so so eventually I think I think that would be really cool to kind of see that happen. I, I, I do too. And I, uh, I like the – you know, and, and – some people might say I'm only saying this because I'm I'm old, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like the idea of guys that have had success in their in their sport having an avenue after competition to go into coaching and mentoring these guys because you know when we were talking just a minute ago about what you know the trajectory of my career and what you know how things kind of unfolded like meeting Sean and getting Sean in my life was me getting a coach right and in in all the other rough stock events you don't have that and you know those like lane johnson that was just in here he's been coached by someone his entire life and and it's a good thing to have someone to call you on your bullshit to help you like sean's not a sean's not an nfr bareback rider even but he knows a lot he knows a lot about the human body and just how it works and and like from an injury standpoint he's been able to keep me fairly injury free basically since we started working together and in in good shape and and able to take the abuse of riding bucking horses but mentally it's been so much more for me too because to me like once you start working with someone and they're putting time into what you're doing I, I feel accountable towards that person right and so on days where i maybe just mentally i'm not feeling it not want to show up i'm like well sean spent hours of his week programming these workouts for me like i yeah. mean you just it's a different feeling and then you have someone outside your competition to call and you talk you just talk through things like and that's one thing sean's great at like he doesn't i mean he's never rode a bareback horse but he knows the questions to ask me to to shine it to where i answer my own questions actually yeah, you know and, and yeah. i credit i mean a large portion of the success i've had in my career to that moment of taking on a coach and i think that it's not common right now and i don't know i mean i don't know the steps forward but i know if i was a young guy and i could go back and start on day one with someone you know like sean or or like a ross coleman who's who's a voice in that locker room that has done all the things that those guys are trying to do you know and i I, th- I it's interesting to me and i would be interested in the opportunity if it ever presented itself you know and uh, it's it's just a it's kind of a cool concept rodeo is a, a a loner you know solo sport but it's kind of one of those things like it maybe it has been up until now but maybe it doesn't have to be moving yeah. forward or maybe you know that's the next evolution of what we're doing who knows but no, that's uh, that's a great point i credit a lot of my success to that moment so yeah. i mean i i just like i said if i could go back and do it all over again i'd start a day one with somebody like that yeah that's a great point because even you look at some of the top guys you know legacy right like the rights they look, you know, they have Cody, they have plenty of people that they can rely on and be mentored by, um, you know, rocker and, you know, and yeah, his, no his doubt. family and different Well, Casey, things, so. like, I mean, I, and that's Casey, who yeah, I relate Casey's the most perfect. to just cause I mean, yep. we've traveled together for 16 years. So yep. I got a front row seat to that deal and, you know, it just, and, 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 and Casey's dad was very free with the, with the knowledge and information that he passed on. But I mean, the special relationship that him and Casey had and this, you know, I, I've got great parents, you know, but my, my dad had never ridden in the short round at Salinas or drew yeah. a crappy horse in Cheyenne or done, <laughs> yeah. you know, Louie had lived those moments and lived them with success and, 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 and like I said, succeeded in those moments. And uh, so, and, 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 and on another note, like I know that it was a big 
deal for Casey to have him in his ear and have him in his corner because, you know, and it was it was hard to watch at the time. And if he was here, he would he would he would talk about it too. But when when Louis passed, there was a there was a year or two period there where it, you know Casey Field still better than most everyone else out there but he wasn't the same guy for yeah. you know after losing his corner man for for those next year or two and uh, sure. it's just so so you know it works and then you see the success that the right family's having right like i don't know what the what kind of kool-aid they drink over there but it's it's amazing you know and i know i know cody right i you know he rodeoed most of the first part of my career he's a great guy they're a great family and i think that uh i think people that are able to win just there's a there's an attitude and there's a there's a way of just approaching every situation in your life and just a way an outlook that that once you take it on it, it goes into everything you do and it just becomes a habit and a guy like Stetson Wright's never seen anything different like I mean yeah. to me I and I say this a lot but watching the Wright family and getting to see this happen in real time like is one of the highlights of my rodeo career because I, I started as a rodeo fan and I still am and yeah. I don't know that we'll ever see this again you know and like I see Stetson winning and doing all these great things and I've I mean I literally have been seeing him since he was probably 10 9 10 years old like I mean I've seen him at the Calgary Stampede and the steer riding you know you're just a little skinny kid running around and so <laughs> you get to see these kids grow up and then go on to do what they're doing it's just it's so fun it is. Yes, we're we're big fans of Stetson. He's a good dude. Still a really skinny kid. <laughs> still, still really skinny. Um, you know, we talked about advances in the sport. You know, I think one of the things that comes along with that is the the perception and the reality of y'all being athletes. And I know that one of the big deals that comes with that is you know sponsorships and people growing people and companies growing and evolving with you and i know you're a choctaw athlete you talked about how you and sage put on that camp and stuff like that talk a little bit about choctaw and what that sponsorship has meant to you man uh it's been so cool because i uh you know we connected through through a guy that was at the prca for a while named paul woody and he put me in contact with erica and we were able to, to form this relationship and uh i i will admit I didn't have a lot of knowledge of all the history of the Choctaw tribe and just I didn't really know what what, what they did up here and then since since being a part of their brand and, and coming up here and you know going to their main office and seeing you know meeting meeting the chief meeting Gary and uh, going and doing these camps and it's been so cool to see all the history and then to see the outreach that they have within their community and and within their tribe and uh and it's it's so cool to be a part of a brand that does so many great things for so many people within their within their tribe and within their community. And uh, that that camp the other day was so fun, you know. And uh, you know, and it was just it was pretty pretty light duty stuff. Sterling Crawley and I pulled a little bucking machine around with yeah. a, with a gator about four thousand laps, and <laughs> kids rode it and laughing and having a big time and. But, you know, you look at some of them and you're just like, man, that guy kind of has a little bit you, like you could see it happening for this person. <laughs> you might uh, have something there. <laughs> you know, and then you have, you know, Gary walks up and he's like, man, do you see anyone that's like just like they want to invest in their they want they want to, you know, help rodeo go in their tribe and in their community. And it's uh, it's fun, man. It's uh, it's cool to be a part of what they're doing. And I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. That's great, man. Um, one of the things I've been impressed with just since we talked is just kind of your overall mindset mentality. You talked about how you attack injuries. Um, and if you're told to do something, you just do it. Um, you know, what, 
what are your future goals and plans? And then just from the mental side, you know, pushing through a year like this year where you're having to kind of sit on the sidelines, what is that, how does that play into your future goals? Um, you know, this, I'll, I'll be honest, this year has been kind of a test, you know, you, you have adversity and I've, I've had plenty of it in my career. You know, I've been, I've been pretty blessed. I, I like to not just have injury on top of injury on top of injury, but I've, I've been dealing with the same injury for my entire career pretty much. And, uh, it's, it's taken me out for, you know, a year, one time, you know, just doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And then I was out for another year with whenever I actually had the surgery and, uh, you know, at that time, you know, you just, you're 24 years old. So you still see such a, such a big window of opportunity. Right. And you're also single and, and no kids. And if you, if you don't work for a year, it's a, uh, it's not a big deal. Right. You're just kind of bouncing around hanging in Stephenville or Fort Worth and no. having, having a good time working out and getting ready to come back, you know, and this winter when it happened, it was, it's, it was, it was, mentally it was harder on me than i i expected i thought i was more prepared for it than what yeah. i was but uh you know to look at taking a full season off and having three kids at home and it, it's just like you you also you can't really just go get a job like i mean there's a lot of opportunities out there but if i don't keep rodeo my number one focus when i come back i'm not going to be able to beat these kids like you know the rockers the keenan's hayes's yeah. the dean thompson's you know not to mention the casey field that's still going you know the color like the guys are so good and and i know from being in their 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 shoes where it, when when it's the only thing you're thinking about and the only thing you're working towards you're a dangerous man you know and so when you start spreading that focus outside of that like to me i uh, i feel like i could probably you know spread my focus around a little bit and probably make the finals and be in the top 15 or whatever but that's that's not why I still do this, right? Yeah. Like, so if I can't go and be competitive for a world championship, this isn't what I want to do. I, I mean, it is. I love it. Like, you know, you you see all the old boys, and and they never lose that look in their eye. Like, this is what they'd rather be doing right yeah. now. But uh, you know, mentally, I've just I try to take the same approach to injuries to just any kind of adversity, right? Like God, God brings you to it. He can bring you through it. And uh, I just I I have a blind trust in that. And uh, at the end of the day, I've, I have a great support system with my wife, you know, when it came time to, to talk about, you know, being out for the season and then coming back and rodeo next year. Because I think in my position, the probably the, the smart bet would be to just, you know, tip your hat and be done with it at this point. But it just, in my heart, that's not what it, what it feels like I should be doing. And so I've, uh, we just, you know, she's all, she's a gamer. She's like, hell yeah, this is what we're supposed yeah. to be doing. Let's yeah. get it on, you know, and luckily through, endorsements with companies like Choctaw Casino and, you know, Crown Royal and Boot Barn and American Hat and, and, and the companies I'm associated with, you know, you, these endorsement deals are, are a big deal for us on a good year, but on a year like this, this is what makes it to where I can put the time in to come back and be competitive next year. Financially, I'm able to, to kind of back off and maybe not go to those, all those rodeos and, and, and focus on what I need to do. But, uh, also I, uh, I'm kind of a busy guy, so um i i've through through my relationship with susan maddox uh, american hats mm -hmm. uh she's introduced me to a, a family friend of theirs and he's he's you know had a lot of success in the oil and gas business and uh, we're in the process of actually starting a, a drone uh solutions company basically like cool. be inspecting for methane gas doing okay, 3d yeah. mapping and surveying and it's really nothing i ever 
imagined myself doing but when the opportunity presented itself i just i knew it was it would it, it to me seems like a great opportunity and just to have the opportunity to, to to learn from someone like marshall and and just see how business is done because i mean come back next year win a world championship whatever either way you look at it and there's no way of cutting my age out of this father time's undefeated so yeah like the end of this deal is closer than the beginning was so i need yeah. to to me i want to start building something for for after rodeo and and that uh when the opportunity presented itself the timing of it was perfect i was pretty down in the dumps over you know being out from from rodeo and then you know I'll say that about this whole year, right? Like it's been kind of tough, but also the timing of it's been perfect. I look around every day and I know that I'm right where God wants me at right now. I mean, like you mentioned at the front of this deal, I've got two month old twins at the house, two year old little boy. Uh, my wife would and could take care of them by herself, but that doesn't necessarily mean she should have to. So me being able to be there right now and be a part of it, I'm just, I'm so thankful and uh, excited for next year to get everybody out there on the road and kind of show them the rodeo deal. For sure, man. I appreciate you sharing that with us. I can tell that that's obviously yeah, something that means a lot. Yeah. And um, and that's, I mean, that's cool. I mean, we, you know, one of the things that I love about getting to do these and talk to these guys is like, you can just tell their passion. You know, you alluded to Lane Johnson, whether it's him sitting there across from me talking about football, but also how he's a fan of the sport of rodeo and how excited he is to go to the rodeo tonight. Or, you know, or a bull rider or somebody just sitting across from me telling me that doesn't matter what injury they have, they just want to get on. You know, I can see that you obviously have a passion for it. And that's that's so awesome, dude. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. It, it's um, uh, it's addicting. That's what I've that's, <laughs> it's like a drug. That's what I, I realized this kind of this time of being out is uh like there's just nothing in the world that really gives you that feeling like you know just snapping a bad one and then stepping off throwing your hands up in the air it's like that's what i told my wife the other day i was like i don't know the amount of money i would give to be able to just step off one and feel like a badass for five <laughs> seconds but like i feel like i'm fiending for it right now. yeah yeah um man again thank you for sharing that with us and kind of being vulnerable sharing that stuff that's that's awesome but we're gonna jump in we got a couple fan questions that we want to jump into and kind of lighten it up a little bit um lewis perez says what advice can you give to a high school kid that's rodeo trying to rodeo for a living you know i uh i think to be really really successful at anything you gotta you gotta go all in you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta give it everything you got and that looks different for for everyone you know what i mean but uh what i know about bareback riding is this like i i i wasn't very good when i started i wasn't very good for the first three to four years of what i was doing but i put the work in mentally i i just i i don't I, it's weird to think about now but i never doubted that i was going to be you know, in the position that I'm in right now, but I also don't know where, <laughs> where that confidence yeah. came from. Right. But, uh, I mean, do the work, learn to enjoy the process and, uh, and go all in. Like, I mean, in, in whatever you're doing, cause I think that's what I, to me looking around, uh, you know, just seeing different people and different things like, you know, if you go all in on something and you're not successful and you, you get done, you give it everything you got, you walk out of there, your chin's still up and you can know you've, you did everything you could, but I, I think a lot of people live a life where they never truly understand what it is like to just push all your chips out to the middle of the table and, and go all in. And so if you're going to do it, mean it and uh, put in the work and, and it'll, it'll give back to you what you put into it. And that's, I mean, I'm living proof of that. That's cool. Um, Cecily asks, 
if you had one horse to ride for a world title, who would it be? Gunfire. That's yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. I know we kind of talked about that, but I thought I'd ask. Which is kind of like there's there's horses that they win more on at the NFR than that horse too. So like from a strategic standpoint, you might I could maybe pick a different one or something like that. But just as far as you know comfort level and just old faithful that would that would be pretty cool for me okay um all right gene asks if you could have a walk-up song and you may you may do you, do they play a certain song for you out of the buck and shoots they they have been the last few years i uh i really like the it's a it's a uh old Beatles song but the uh come together i oh, like the okay. gary clark yeah, version yeah. of it where he's just ripping on the guitar and, heck yeah and th- i think they've been playing that the last few years so that's been cool when they do that how does that work do you tell them because i know like for example at the rangers games or whatever like they pick their walk-up music and they tell chuck morgan what to play but you know how does i, I think honestly uh, um i more so random in what we do i guess you could seek those guys out and tell them and i think they would do it but yeah just after 16 years of doing this, I know most of the guys up there pushing the buttons. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like uh, Josh Hilton Hambone, I, f- I feel like he's the one that pointed that song out to me. And maybe he's <laughs> the one that started playing it. But That's then, cool. like, uh, I've, I've probably mentioned it to, like, Benji Benlin, the guy that does the NFR stuff. And and uh, so, anyway, more just kind of word of mouth, get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Uh, Paula asks, would you encourage – either of your sons to rodeo and if so what events um i would i uh i, I really feel like it rodeo has has changed in a positive way the trajectory of my whole life and just kind of back to what i said like in rodeo just it's commonplace to see people going for it and going all in on everything that's the norm like that's just you know you see a, a family of four packed into a capri camper and a dodge truck and they got two dogs in there <laughs> And they're going for it. Like, yeah. I mean, that they, they, they're, they're going all in on their dreams. There ain't and, no back out there. No, there ain't, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, you know, and, and too, just the, the people and the friendships I've made and the, and the life I've got to live, I just, it's, it's been such a blessing. And, you know, I, I never really thought about it till I had kids. And, uh, you know, I never honestly thought I was going to have kids. And now I have a lot of kids and I'm, I'm super <laughs> thankful for it. And so yeah. it's definitely something we talk about. Uh, I think ideally, you know, for us, um, what we talk, what we talked about, you know, what we joke about, I guess we want them to do whatever they want to do. But uh, if we had one that was really, really good and, uh, you know, we could go around all the rodeos and watch our kid kick everybody's ass, like kind of do a, a, a rocker Schneider type deal right oh, yeah. now. That would be oh, pretty yeah. fun. Uh, I'd love to have one that was a professional golfer. That way we could really just kind of go ahead and support the family, fly around on <laughs> net jets and there you go. talk shit to everybody about how good my kid is. That would be nice. And then, okay. you know, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I we're excited. Our youngest, our oldest is about to maybe start playing soccer next year. So I, I'm cool. ready to get into all that. It's a okay. exciting thing, but I definitely hope one of them, you know, or all of them has something to do with rodeo. That's cool. That's cool. Um, this is actually from one of our friends, Kelly. She said, what is your hair care routine and your favorite products? <laughs> well, um, it's a pretty common question, which is, which is uh, nothing I ever really planned on. I uh, I grew my hair out a long time ago because I thought the Larry Mayhans and Donnie Gays and Hawkeye Hensons and you know Bobby Browns back in the day were were pretty cool, you know, yeah. and, uh, and and still do. Uh, but you know, it's it's it never I never knew it was going to take on a life of its own, and, and around 
you know, 2020, it kind of did. And, yeah. uh, but it's pretty simple, you know, just whatever my wife has in the shower is pretty much whatever <laughs> I wash my hair with. It's, uh, I don't get too crazy on that yeah. deal. I saw that Cowboys and Indians picture of that uh, from that magazine with your oh, hair yeah. just like flying back. And I know when we were in Cheyenne, uh, filming for the documentary, we shot some footage of you bucking. I guess this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, just that iconic the hair flowing with the purple shirt and all that. Yeah, that cool. that uh, <laughs> that deal, Steve Rubles. That's a that's a, a piece of art he put together. And I, I guess according to him, I might be misspeaking. I might be overselling a little bit, but I think that's the most uh, sold copy of all those all those prints that he's done and. He was actually he he donated one of those the other day to a to a benefit for a friend of mine that was in an accident a few months ago. And Steve, he's a he's a great guy. That's cool. That's cool. All right, and then our last our last submission comes from one of our youngest fans. Her name is Salem, and she says, "I don't have any questions. Good job. <laughs> awesome. Love it, Salem. Thank you." <laughs> so, uh, anyway, man, I really have enjoyed this. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say to your fans or just fans of the sport in general? Um, you know, thank you. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for cheering when we ride. It's it's why we do it, you know. And uh, it's it's been cool to get to see the the evolution of rodeo, and it's exciting to see where it's headed to from here. And I mean, if uh, if you've seen a rodeo and you've you've met the cowboys and kind of hear some of the backstories and stuff, and you can't become a fan of this sport, then I don't. It's something. Something's wrong with you. You know. It's just. It's. It's a. It's American Pie. It's. Uh. It's. It's. It's the whole deal. You know. It's. Uh. It's fun. It's. 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 Rodeo is a big deal, and and it's cool that there's people out there that love it as much as I do. And thank you for that. Yeah. Very cool, man. And thank y'all so much for listening. If y'all wouldn't mind, we'd love to hear your feedback. And if you're enjoying what you hear on this podcast, please make sure and comment or give a five-star review wherever you find your comments. Tilda, man, we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being here. We also want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, our presenting sponsor, Lane Frostbrand, for sponsoring these podcasts for 2023. Without their support, we couldn't do what we love doing here for y'all. Make sure and go to lanefrost.com for merch and all things Lane Frost, along with all of their social media on major platforms. And remember, use the code TDT15 to save 15% on your orders. And again, thank you so much to Choctaw Casinos and Resorts for hosting us and for sponsoring Tilden. Tilden, what are your social media handles and where can people follow along with what all you have going on? Um, I'm on Facebook uh, with just Tilden Hooper, but I'll, I'll admit I don't post a lot on there. Um, my Instagram's kind of where I, I put out all the content that I put out, and I, I think my handle on there is Mr. Hooper. Uh, the second O is a zero. It's real creative. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's where I'm going to be putting most of my stuff on. So. Uh, you know follow along it's 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 fun social media is a, a interesting cool place and it's <laughs> it's nice to get to connect with people definitely man and also follow along with us on social media at tough draw and at tough draw talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community until next time everyone enjoy the ride <laughs>